What's up, everyone? Welcome to another week's episode of the Just Sayin' Podcast. I'm Justin Martindale, and have we got a fun episode for you guys today. Uh, We've got some stories uh, at the top of the show. Then we're going to get into our interview with Jenna Davis, who you know from the Megan movie. She is the voice actress for the doll Megan. She's going to be joining us a little later, so stay tuned. But I just want to get into... Uh, some stories off the bat, some some shows that you probably should be watching. The Last of Us is everything. If you haven't seen The Last of Us, it's a new HBO Max show based off of the 2013 game, The Last of Us, which I played. I know, I'm a gamer. With a Y. <laughs> but The Last of Us was a fantastic game and they've developed this show. It just came out. And I have to tell you, it's pretty scary. Uh, John, do you know the the uh, the premise? Of, have you been watching The Last of Us? No, I, I know about the game, and it looks like it's an apocalyptic type show. I know. Apocalypse. I'm in. Um, this show is about um, mushrooms killing people and turning them into zombies. Hear me out. Um... The show has Pedro Pascal in it. It has that weird little girl from <laughs> Game of Thrones. You know, the one that's like, is she an old woman? Is she a child? We don't know. But she plays Ellie, who um, has been bitten by uh, one of the zombies, but has not turned into a fungal person. So it's pretty good. Actually, it's fantastic. Um the uh, people who did um, it has the same imagery of like Game of Thrones and like Westworld as far as like the intro goes, but really good show. But then I started to think this could be possible because mushrooms are having a moment. Um, as someone who just purchased uh, Mud Water, which is a mushroom tea or like you can put it in your coffee because why Instagram told me to and they were like oh it helps with inflammation it helps you with focus it helps you uh sleep better at night and I was like I need all of this thanks Instagram feed the machine feed the machine so I got the mud water and I'm taking this mushroom tea and you know people are talking about like oh you know I microdose mushrooms you know sometimes I just I love like going out to the desert and shrooming, and then I watch this show, and I'm like, this is how it starts. The mushrooms start taking over your body, and I looked in my mushrooms, my mushroom tea or mushroom coffee, whatever the hell it is, and it's got several different mushrooms in it. It has Ricci mushrooms, it has lion's mane mushrooms, and it also has a mushroom called cordyceps. Guess what the mushrooms that turn you into zombies in The Last of Us are called cordyceps. And I'm like, well, this has been fun. I'm going to zombie out on cordyceps. And then I started watching old like BBC documentaries because I love it. And there is a zombie, uh, a zombie fungus in the jungles that releases spores and takes over the ant communities and then... They latch onto trees, and then this fungus grows out of them, 
much like The Last of Us, and I'm like, art imitating life. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll, I'll do a mushroom apocalypse. Sounds trippy. But it's definitely worth watching. Um, so definitely check that out for sure because it's fun. And they're scary. And they click. There's like these like like mushroom zombie people who are like, Wah! very much so like that. <laughs> I'd be a good clicker, I think. It sounds like Super Mario. That did not sound like Super Mario at all. I did like the mushrooms and the noises. And those are uh, those are Goombas. These are not Goombas. I think that's offensive. Can I? <laughs> I did not mean to offend the Goomba community. I apologize. Hear me out. I'm learning. We're all growing together. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely fun. I don't think I could survive a uh, zombie apocalypse. I think I'd be like first one out. I think I'd be sitting. That's what I would do. You know, like when like wild animals attack like like a deer or something and they know they're kind of fucked and like all of a sudden they'll just like lay down. That's what I would do. Be like, all right, come on. Not so much teeth. Just scratch me or something. but Or just bite me and then I'll go out into the woods and transform. I don't want people to see me because, you know, I have like, <laughs> a process <laughs> if someone's like Justin are you okay I'm like get away that would be me um, so go check out The Last of Us on HBO Max let me know what you think but getting into some stories of shows and I have another show I'm going to talk about in a little bit a little bit but like this is this is a, a pretty good story this woman was on television she was on a television show a reality show um, here in the US and this woman uh, has a boyfriend and the guy got on social media and he was like, this is my girlfriend. Um, she has a really weird condition, um, where she looks like an eight year old, but she's actually not, she's, uh, 23 years old, but she looks like she's eight. So this guy got on TikTok and was like, we're in love. People look at me weird and everything. And then the parents clap back and said, hey, you know what? They're just friends. <laughs> so Dan Swigart, 26, has been romantically linked to Shauna Ray Lessig, 23, since they featured on her reality TV show in the U.S. The Brighton has since been accused of being a creep as Shauna, quote, looks like a kid. His parents have fought back and insisted the pair are just friends. The parents of this man have sparked controversy after dating a young woman trapped in the body of an eight-year-old girl, and the parents have said, obviously, they're just friends. Um, and yeah, he's just been a creep. But the parents who live in a small rural village in North Wales, of course, it's always the Brits, you know, have leapt to his defense, claiming their relationship is not romantic, despite them going on dates. Her I Am Shauna Ray TV show, which is here in America. So this is them. Yeah, definitely creepy. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, his mother, Helen told Mail Online, Daniel rang me and told me the story has gone everywhere. She added, they're just friends. There's no relationship. They are just friends. Packing away his skis after a day out in the snowy Welsh mountains, his father said he's appeared in the show and that's the extent of it. That's it. It's as simple as that. He looks at her and thinks she's a tremendous person despite her disability. She's only small. So now, asked if there was any romance between the two, Dan's father went back and said, I think that's extremely unlikely. 
Dan and Shauna met up in a recent episode of her TLC reality show. Oh, well, there, there you have it. It's a TLC show. It's all trash. TLC from hit shows like I Didn't Know I Was a Porta Potty and uh, Little People, Gross, <laughs> Little, <laughs> what are some of the other shows? It's like I Didn't Know I Was 5,000 Pounds or my favorite show, Toilet Baby. Uh, her stunted growth is a side effect of brain cancer treatment that she received as an infant, and unfortunately her disability has made it hard for her to find love. Some people have questioned Dan's mo- motives, especially after Shauna's parents voiced fears over her young looks attracting a pedophile. In a video shared on Instagram, Dan defended his date with the reality star. So I think that's a lot to say when your parents... I mean, this poor guy is just probably like, hey, I just want to date somebody. <laughs> and when when his parents put his put their own son on blast, they're like, you know what? They're just friends. Are they intimate? No, they're not. He just wants to be on television. I mean, I just what are what are her options? Her like if you're supposed to date the age that you look, mm-hmm. she's in bigger trouble than he's going to be. What what's she going to date an eight year old? Like she's never getting older. But could she get away with it for about five years? I don't know. I've seen those horny teachers in like Denver. Yeah, my high school, Horn Dog High. Oh yeah, episode Horn Dog one. High. I forgot about that. Episode one. Episode one. We've uh, come a long way. That's uh, a, we have. I don't know what, what what are her options. Like nobody's thinking about her. Like she's the age that she is. Yeah, they're like, get out of here, shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, can I talk, please? They're like, no, get out of here. This is an adult conversation. (laughs) I'm a grown person. Okay, relax. (laughs) I mean, I think that's, it is hard. I mean, I think that's, you know, but at the same time, I think the parents are like, you know what? We're looking out for the girls in best interest because we don't really know our son's intentions. He's like, no, I love her. She's the love of my life. I need to watch this show. Scratch that. I don't. But I want to see if they are need to see the chemistry with them on on camera. Because, like, look at the guy's picture. He was, like, a good-looking guy. He had, like, a nice set of abs. But also, like, you got creepers out there, you know? Maybe she could just become, like, a professional catfish. Or or something where she's like, oh, yeah, you know. Oh, my God, she could totally be a to-catch-a-predator decoy. Yeah. I feel like they always use the, the 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 women that use that look a little younger than they are. She's like, "I'm 23. Sit the fuck down." They're like, "What? <laughs> you look like you were eight. Uh, they need to bring that show back. I brought gummy bears and Coors Light. You know, it was always the weirdest combinations. I brought lemonade and speed. And, and you're like, "What?" And he's like, "Uh, we're like the one guy who's just naked. Who's just sitting there, and and Chris Hansen comes out, and he's like, "I'm sorry. That's all he said." No, usually it's, we were just talking. Oh, we were just talking. I brought pizza and lube over. (laughs) Oh, okay. The essentials. I don't know. I do, you know, I feel bad for this girl because it's like, yeah, that must suck to to look like an A. Well, you know what it is? It's totally interview with the vampire syndrome. She's, she's, what's her name? Kirsten Dunst and interview with the vampire. She's been turned into a vampire, but she still looks like she's nine, but she's 545 years old. Ugh, I can relate, girl. (laughs) I've been dead for 30 years. But speaking of relationships, this one was hot and heavy here in Hollywood because this story came out a week ago. Miley Cyrus 
has released a new song called Flowers. Um, and it was a little... There were some Easter eggs in there, like real Easter eggs, not like Taylor Swift, like, what's the color of the sweater mean? Like, none of that. Like, Miley was dropping wrecking balls, you know, and she's got a good pair of wrecking balls because I think this is kind of a ballsy move on her. And so Miley's bearing it all in her single flowers, and the music video is telling us a story we previously haven't been privy to. The two-time Grammy nominee's new release is from her upcoming eighth album, Endless Summer Vacation, which I'm already on board. Endless summer vacation, give me summer anthems. I want to dance this summer. I want to like chill. I want to take some cordyceps and transform into a zombie at Sky Bar. You know, call me old fashioned. Flowers is a post breakup ballad that many fans believe is a direct stab at her ex husband actor Liam Hemsworth following its release on the Australian actor's 33rd birthday. <gasps> boom, 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 ba-bitch. Coincidence? We think not. Flowers um, is uh, the music video she uh, came out with last week. Throughout the three-minute long video, Cyrus drops several hints indicating her song is for Hemsworth. Like, now, normally an artist would be like, it's up for your interpretation, however you want to take it. But no, Miley's like, oh, yeah, it's about him. I wrote this song about him. I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to tell you about it right now. And there's so many little hints. Number one, the first verse is a nod to their Malibu home. Now, she says this house was once gold. Fans believe the lyric is a nod to her home in Malibu that burned down back in the 2018 Woolsey Fire which makes it clear the singer is talking about her relationship with her ex-husband. We were right till we weren't, the lyrics read. Built a home and watched it burn. Okay, fair enough. But go on. There's more. There's a viral interview. According to Billboard, Cyrus makes a reference to a viral interview from 2019 right before the couple split up. Hemsworth and Cyrus were at the Vanity Fair's Oscars after party and were stopped to speak to Access Hollywood. That's where it always starts. Speaking to Access Hollywood. The reporter praised the singer, but Hemsworth mistakenly confused the compliment was for him. In a blink and you'll miss it moment, Cyrus appears to hearken back to a particular interview the couple did back together in 2019. So the journalist says, we've loved you for so long to Billy, uh, to Billy Ray Cyrus. Same thing. Miley Ray. Miley Ray? Miley Cyrus. Is, my, is it Miley Ray Cyrus? It's just Miley Cyrus. But I know, but I think like I think her middle name is Miley, right? Whatever. I'm going to be up all night thinking about that now. We've loved you for so long, they said to Miley Cyrus. Hemsworth responded with, thank you. Leading the interviewer to respond, oh, yeah, I'm not talking about you. Oh! <laughs> Hemsworth responds by rolling his eyes and smiling through the awkward moment. But when the journalist asked Cyrus and Hemsworth what a dance looked like between them, she responded by grinding on her husband. Don't do it. Don't do it, sweetheart. We're on the carpet. Uh, Hemsworth said in the music video flowers we see Miley mimic the grinding motion giving the sense that she's reclaiming the dance move for herself ah so brave the third uh, clue was that the song was released on Liam Hemsworth's birthday which we all know came out on January 13th and this year Hemsworth turned 33 so that was kind of a little drag the fourth clue was that this is a Bruno's a Bruno Mars connection I heard the song 
and immediately was like, oh, yeah, that sounds similar. However, I do not know the lyrics to this Bruno Mars song. I, I would hear it, but every time I heard it, I'd just turn it off because it's just like, it's it's too much. So the song Flowers, Miley's version, is a definite reference to uh, Bruno Mars' hit, When I Was Your Man. Uh, while Mars's song was about a man who's regretting his decisions in a relationship, Cyrus makes it abundantly clear she's perfectly happy without a partner at all. So... In the beginning of, of Mars' song, he says, I should have brought you flowers and held your hand, should have gave you, oh, I'm really good at this, uh, should have gave you all my hours when I had the chance, take you to every party because all you wanted to do was dance. Now my baby's dancing, but she's dancing with another man. And Miley flips it all. So she's just like, I can buy myself flowers. I don't need you. You're gross. You know, there's more to that. Um, but I think it is like, coincidence because apparently this was their first dance at their wedding was to this song so that's another little red flag here's the big one an alleged affair now i didn't know that hemsworth was kind of a playboy until i saw this but this is some good dirt uh, according to an official source, Miley filed, uh, filmed her entire music video in the same villa that Hemsworth used to cheat on her with, wait for it, 14 women. The claim is entirely unchecked, but it has gone viral on social media. The house uh, where uh, Miley recorded this was previously used by Liam Hemsworth to cheat on Miley with more than 14 women while they were married. Trash. A description of the album from her team states that Cyrus's new music reflects the strength she's found in focusing on both her physical and mental well-being. While some claims are definitely not confirmed true and never will be, Cyrus's album is clearly about growth following a decade of marriage, pop culture scandals, and mental health uh, struggles. You know who one of those women were? Jennifer Lawrence. Because, yep. This gold dress. And here's even more references that you might have missed in this video. There is a gold dress. And the final detail in this video that everyone's talking about is that Miley is wearing a vintage gold dress from YSL's Fall 1991 collection, which features a draped hood, crisscross waistline, and prominent cutout. Fans have speculated it's a reference to the gold dress Jennifer Lawrence wore to the Hunger Games premiere, insinuating Hemsworth cheated on her with his former co-star. I believe it. I totally believe it. Because when you're on set with somebody, think about it, you're in the biggest movie of the of the year, Hunger Games, right? Jennifer Lawrence, he played, you know, some guy, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Liam, who do you play, Petra or... I don't even remember the Hunger Games names at all, but I think that's I think that's what happened. He played like the love interest to to what's her name, Chatsworth, or <laughs> he played the tall guy, and then the other guy. What was her name? Oh, Katniss Chatsworth, Chatsworth Evergreen, Katniss Everdeen. That was her name. I mean, all I have to say about Liam, like, ooh, I don't know. Once Smiley comes for you and burns you down like that. In the words of Effie Trinket, good luck, and may the odds be ever in your favor. <whistles> yep. All it, right. really, it really sounds like Miley's over it, too. 
She is. She didn't need him. She's not over it. Did you just read seven things that were like, she's obsessed with him. She's so. letting the people know. She's okay. over it, but she's just like, yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be Ed Sheeran. Just be Miley Cyrus. That's her. I mean, I feel like everyone's entitled to be a little bitch. Mm. You know? She got married. How long ago did this happen? This is years ago, though. I know, but Miley hasn't had an album out in a while. Yeah, she she, did, she put one out during the pandemic, I think. The rock and roll album. She had, like, best rock album. Oh, yeah, she did. <laughs> get, it's like, get over it. But she hasn't, like, had, like, a good revenge song in a while. She hasn't, like, called anybody out. That's what we do now. We call them out. Ariana Grande calls out all of her all of her uh, guys that she dated and thank you next. Taylor Swift, every song. Miley's like, you know what? I got a guy I can throw under the bus. You know, I feel like every if you're a pop star right now and female, you got to throw a, a a piece of shit under the bus every now and then because that gets people talking, obviously, and it ends up on the Just Saying podcast. So Liam Hemsworth is now officially trash. Speaking of trash, the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. Who I call the Wiggles for adults um, are back in the news after a very long hiatus. I saw this article and I was like, wait, what? Really? Is this where we're at? And it's true. They're suing a toy company. Um, uh, their management has taken legal action against a toy company over alleged similarities between one of their iconic tracks. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and one sung by a, wait for it, a pooping unicorn. The Poopsie Slime Surprise, which is what I was called in high school is a dancing unicorn toy, and it was created by MGA, the company behind the Bratz dolls, uh, who were sadly eliminated uh, this week on RuPaul's Drag Race. According to the lawsuit, the toys sing a song called My Poops at the push of its heart-shaped belly button. However, that track allegedly rips off the rap group. Rap group? Really? Okay. The rap group's 2005 hit, My Humps. The lawsuit reported alleged similarities in the songs, melodies, lyrics, chords, and other elements. BMG also said the singer of My Poops sounds very similar <laughs> to the Black Eyed Peas singer Fergie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's a bigger insult. The My Poops unicorn sounds like Fergie. Um, can we hear, is this the commercial? Let's hear a little bit of this commercial. If you play the video, if there, hopefully there's no ad. Here we go. What is this? John, not now. Oh, 
How long is this? Is this a commercial or a- nine minutes long? Oh my. Okay. Okay. We, please let. Can we stop it? I want more of it though. Is it bad? This is why we have to worry about a mushroom apocalypse, and it couldn't come sooner. And just for the record, that's an exact copy of my humps. It is an exact copy. And I hate to say it, the Black Eyed Peas will win. <laughs> I, I did not think there could be a worse version of my humps. Yeah. First of all, the the the, the shitty unicorns um, do not, they don't sound like Fergie. But yeah, I mean, it is the chorus and the, yeah. But what is this? If if I were My Little Pony, I'd go after them, too. All they did was put ho- horns on them. Oh, My Little Pony talks so much shit about these whores. Like, seriously, they're just like, oh, you're going to go hang out with the <laughs> with the shit unicorn. Jesus Christ. Like, what is, who's their target audience? I have no idea. That's what I was wondering. I was like, are we teaching kids how to poop? Like, That's how I would torture ISIS. I would know, make them sit in a room and watch that. You know why this is a thing? Because, do you remember Squatty Potty? I don't remember any anything relating. To was it Squatty Potty? I think it was a Squatty Potty commercial. And they used a unicorn that shit um, rainbow ice cream out like a soft serve. And they put it on a cone and people were eating it. And that's, their, that's how they marketed um, people to buy a Squatty Potty. Okay, so now what could they possibly be marketing to people with this? I don't know, but I bought a squatty potty. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, buy, I'm gonna buy a unicorn. Cut to me, like in the car. My poops, my poops, my poops, my poops. I mean, I have no idea, but imagine being that parent and you have a child and like, mom, can I get the my poops doll? And you're like, oh god, not like this. I thought I raised you well. I mean, I definitely think that the uh, the black eyed peas are gonna win this lawsuit because. Uh, and I think they should. You know what? Let's let's ship them both out to sea. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with both of them not existing. I would love that. You know, um, if God anything, this, Fergie. The biggest loser here is Fergie, mm. who was compared to the My Poops girl. But Fergie had that song. That's where I get confused about like what you can't and can't do because I feel like everything's sampled. Hello, the Miley Cyrus song. She's sampling Bruno Mars, but there's no like lawsuit, like. Well, I don't know if she's sampling it more. Uh, I can buy myself flowers. Yeah. Oh, is that how it goes? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was like that. I, 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 I. She just changed the lyrics. So that's why it kind of weirded out about like copyright. Because even in the, uh, who's who's that rapper who used uh, Glamorous? Well, and she's probably paying whatever licensing she has to just for melody. I don't think she's doing that without paying any licensing fees for the at least the melody. I know, but cut to, you're going to hear this song in the clubs, and everyone's going to be like, hell yeah, my poops, we're back. Oh, God. <sighs> Maybe I just need to go back in time to a a different era when things were simple, and we didn't have to worry about uh, Black Eyed Peas versus the My Poops. I mean, if you thought Roe versus Wade was controversial, wait till you get the Black Eyed Peas versus the My Poops. That's going to be the new Ryan Murphy show. American Crime Story, Black Eyed Peas versus My Poops. I'm calling it now. But 
Speaking of going back in time to a simpler time, this kind of, I mean, if you thought Ozempic was having a moment, this is going <laughs> to change everything. The Benjamin Button effect. Scientists can reverse the aging in mice. The goal is to do the same for humans. And I have one question. What could go wrong? Wrong, wrong, wrong. So in, uh, in molecular biologist David Sinclair's lab at Harvard Medical School, old mice are growing young again. Using proteins that can turn an adult cell into a stem cell, Sinclair and his team have reset aging cells in mice to earlier versions of themselves. In his team's first breakthrough, published in 2020, old mice with poor eyesight, I'm right here, and damaged retinas could suddenly see again with vision that at times uh, rivaled their offsprings. It's a permanent reset, as far as we can tell, and we think it may be a universal process that could be applied across the body to reset our age. And this uh, biologist has spent the last 20 years studying ways to reverse the ravages of time. If we reverse aging, these diseases should not happen. We have the technology today to be able to go into your, hun- go into your hundreds without worrying about getting cancer in your 70s heart disease in your 80s, and Alzheimer's in your 90s. Sinclair told an audience at Life Itself, a health and wellness event presented in partnership with CNN. This is the world that is coming. It's literally a question of when, and for most of us, it's going to happen in our lifetime. His research shows that you can change aging to make lives younger for longer, and he wants to change the world and make aging a disease. Interesting. While modern medicine addresses sickness, it doesn't address the underlying cause, which for most diseases is aging itself. We know that when we reverse the age of an organ, like the brain in a mouse, the diseases of aging then go away. Memory comes back. There is no more dementia. I believe that in the future, delaying and reversing aging will be the best way to treat the diseases that plague most of us. No, thanks. Really? Yeah, really. Isn't this the fountain of youth everyone wanted? Nope. Would you do it? You wouldn't do it. You you say you wouldn't do it. No. I know several people right now off the top of my head who would spend a fortune to be the first, like they don't even like they'd be like, stop testing the mice. I'm ready. <laughs> They're like, it hasn't been approved by the FDA. I don't care, Doc. Hook me up. I mean, I guess, I guess I'm trying to understand. I don't want to go backwards. I'd be okay freezing where I am. But is this giving the girl who's 23 and looks like an eight year old maybe some hope in the future to date? No, because she's just going to look younger. Well, but I mean, if like, say, if there's like a 70 year old, well, I guess she needs the opposite. She needs something that gets her older. She needs to go see Avatar. Baby steps, okay? I'm sorry, not, I didn't mean to offend her. But, you know, let's take grown-up steps. Yeah, maybe that is something. Maybe there should be. You know what? I'm going to do that when I get home. <laughs> come, up, come up with something that just ages you horribly. But I don't know. I think that would be cool. Like, if I was, like, say, 70 and didn't have to, like, go get, like, nipped and tucked and plucked and, you know, have fat moved from one area to another area and look like an actual cat person. 
I think that's okay. Just for the record, you don't have to do that. This is an LA mentality you have. Like, this is what scares me. He's he wants to say that it's a disease. Aging is a disease, and we're at the point where it's like, no, no. Fair enough. Aging is natural. The disease is that you have to put baby blood on your face in order to feel like you're yo- you're younger. You know what? Some people just call that a Thursday night. All right. Uh, a lot of people that have <laughs> walked through this building call it a Thursday night. <laughs> Jesus, what is that? Oh, that's a human being. Yeah. You have blood on your face. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm getting younger by the minute. Are you sure that's a person? It could be a clicker. <laughs> um, yeah, it is pretty it is pretty crazy. But I uh, like I I I get annoyed with the mice. Like I'm just kind of like, "All right, let's move on." Like if it works in mice, I'm ready to be like, "Okay, who's going to be the first human?" Like get one of those old people like the, you know, the 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 world's oldest living person that goes every week. Like, get me a, get me that 118 year old nun who passed away recently, and hook her up to it. I mean, if you're already 118, like, donate your body to science, right? Is that shallow? I don't think so, right? I feel like if you're 118 years old and they're like, hey, let's test this new uh, chemical that's gonna like turn you into a, a I don't know. I just think if death becomes her, I would take the potion. There, I said it. If if uh, 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 Isabella Rossellini was like showed up in her like necklaces covering her breasts and was just like take this potion, I'd be like okay, and just take care of your body. I don't know. Got a couple more stories for this week, and everybody's talking about Paris Fashion Week, um, or maybe. It's just me. But uh, these images have been circulating the internet, and I'm kind of here for it. Why? Because over the weekend, here's my other show. I started off the podcast with The Last of Us. I'm going to give you guys another recommendation, and I can't recommend it enough. I was telling everybody about it this weekend. Um, Bling Empire on Netflix. They had two seasons on Netflix. I finished that one. And it's good. It's about like kind of like the crazy rich Asians in L.A. Um, there's Anna. Um, I mean, there's there's Kim. Uh, I'm trying to think. Christine. Christine's fabulous. She was on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Anyways, so saw the end of season two on that. It hasn't been confirmed if there's a season three yet. However, oh, God, we have branched out. We have left L.A. We are now giving you Bling Empire, New York. With Dorothy Wang uh, from L.A. She was on The Rich Kids of Beverly Hills with my girl Morgan. And uh, she made a, uh, a friend appearance in uh, the L.A. version of Bling Empire. And then she was like, you know what? I'm over L.A. and the guys here. And I want to, like, challenge myself and do something. So she packs up all her... Sh- oh, sorry. People pack up her shit for her. And then she moves to New York. And she's in a very reasonably sized New York loft in Chelsea. Her family net worth is $4 billion. So they're doing like, meh, you know? Um, so it's her literally just having to like make friends. It's It, it shouldn't be t- titled Bling Empire New York. It should be called Dorothy Wang Lost in New York. Because the funny humor just comes from her like not knowing how New York works like she doesn't know how to um put dishes in a dishwasher she doesn't know how to hail a cab 
Um, she gets mad when she goes to an art show and uh, Deborah, oh my God, Deborah, just get ready for Deborah. She is, she is my spirit animal. She is just this fierce Spanish woman who married rich. She loves her husband and she has no time for bullshit. She is gorgeous. She has fashion. She is it. But uh, yeah, Dorothy goes to this art show and she's like, they don't even have crudite here. They don't even have like tray pass or anything. And they're like, it's an art show. It's over at eight. We don't have any of that. She's like, oh, this isn't an art show. This is a standing gathering. <laughs> and then Deborah just comes for her. It's great. Just watch it. We can talk about it later. But like, highly recommend watching Bling Empire New York. It's fantastic. Now, reason I brought up Paris Fashion Week is because... Uh, both both of the uh, series Bling Empire and Bling Empire New York, they go to Paris Fashion Week. They sit at all the couture shows. They go sit front row, and you know they're they're Instagram influencers. Um, and yeah, they just wear like the most expensive designer shit ever. Well, Paris Fashion Week was this past weekend, and everyone's losing their shit over two of the guests, Kylie Jenner and Doja Cat. Now. I don't even know where to begin because this uh, runway show is, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, Shia Pirelli, or I think it's Shia Pirelli, or it could be Skia Pirelli, or uh, Skia Pirelli, have no idea. There was a show... And there was this internet exchange between Doja Cat and Kylie Jenner that are that people are saying it's really awkward. The moment in question involved Kylie and Doja saying, good to see you at each other. And something was definitely icy, according to Twitter, of course, because that's where, you know, truth comes from. So Kylie is wearing... Um, an actual piece that the designer made. And it was a little controversial because it's literally just the head of Aslan from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like she chopped it off, put it on her shoulder, and wore it out with a strapless gown. And people were like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Now, before you call PETA, which by the way, PETA has already said this look is totally okay. This is just a 3D rendering of a lion's head. So, it's not doing anything for me. I'm not going to lie, Un. <laughs> it's not good. It's, it's, I think it's weird. Like, if you saw somebody walking down Sunset Boulevard with that, what would you do, John? I'd continue ignoring everything that happens on Sunset Boulevard. Okay, well, right. That's what we do here in L.A. But, like, I, I just thought it was just weird. I, just, I don't understand. Like, it's just, it's, it, it's giving me poacher... I don't like, ugh. It's Everyone's just, in competition for attention. That's it is, it is. But the funny thing was, is that she thought she was being like, oh, look, I'm going to wear something from this guy's collection. And then in the runway show, a girl walked down with another lion head, two lion head dresses in one room. If I was on mushrooms, <laughs> I would have lost it. I would have been like, holy shit, there's two lions in the same room. But yeah, so these are 3D images. Now, Doja Cat, was like, bitch, I'm going to step this up. Sit your lion ass down, Kylie, because I'm going to show up in this red 
sequined bejeweled moment. I think there was like something like it was either 30,000 or 300,000 Swarovski crystals were put on her in the span of five hours, which that's a lot of like sit time. And then they had this weird exchange because Kylie was like, really? This was my moment. And Doja was like, bye. Like, and they both sat like kind of next to each other in the front row. Now, Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors, and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. This is when the internet went crazy, because as this story kind of developed and people were like, what the fuck? Why did, why did Doja Cat show up like that? And everyone, of course, went right to... Um, conspiracy theories, of course. So everyone's like, oh, this is Doja Cat's test with the Illuminati. <laughs> I'm serious. People are like, oh, this was like the Illuminati made her wear this. Um, Beyonce had this concert in Dubai over the weekend where she made like a casual like 25 or $27 million for an hour long show. And there was, like, images of, like, the Illuminati and all this stuff. And people were like, there it is. We see you. She was also wearing kitten heels, which I was like, really, Beyonce? Okay. Um, but, yes, Doja Cat, who turned 27 this year, also threw an Illuminati-themed birthday party with a cake and the weird pyramid with the eye in it. And, like, Justin Bieber showed up. And they were all, like, in weird, like, um, what was that? Um... Eyes Wide Shut attire. It was that weird, like, Venetian kind of puppet masks and shit where everyone's, like, probably throwing their keys in a bowl and picking a safe word. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she shows up in this, and I have to tell you, I'm not m mad at it. I feel like if the Illuminati was like, you are going to Fashion Week and you will wear red and bejewel yourself with crystals and sit in the front row. We are watching you. Greta Thunberg, is that you? Yes, how did you know? I was trying to disguise my voice, but you heard me. How dare you? Um, now, I have to say, Doja Cat has been frequenting the comedy clubs lately. She was here. She was at the improv and she gets up on stage and she sings. I don't know if she sang. She sang with Craig Robinson at the improv the other night. But she was here the other night and I saw her. We made eye contact 
And after reading this, I was like, oh, am I Illuminati adjacent? You are. Oh, my God. I swear to God, if anybody was like, we'll pay you this amount of money to put on a bald cap and some glue and some rhinestones, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> like, whatever. But I got to thinking, I was like, I'm Illuminati adjacent. And maybe we have a member of the Illuminati, like, coming into our comedy clubs and, like, sitting there and being an audience member. You never know who's there in the audience. It's all dark when we're up there. She might be recruiting. That would be fun. I don't even know what the Illuminati has to offer. Like, what do you get? Like, points? Sky Miles? What do you get? Yeah, you get Sky Miles, and you get, uh, you you just got to basically make sure you cut all your Illuminati material. Oh, well. They don't want to be made fun of. Could you imagine? (laughs) They don't want to be made fun of, yet they show up like like a fucking blood clot on Paris Fashion Week. The Illuminati, am I right? But I started to think about that same night. Because when Doja Cat came to the comedy store, I heard the interaction. And I haven't told anybody this story, but I think it's kind of fun. So one of the door guys came up. I think it was um, one of the managers and I were uh, talking in the parking lot. And one of the door guys came up and (laughs) went up to, I can't remember who the manager was. It was just like, "Um, yeah, Doja Cat's here. And we were like, what? And they're like, yeah, <clears throat> Doja Cat's here. Uh, she's going to go uh, watch the show. And and uh, the manager was like, oh, yeah, okay, let her in. Go ahead. And they were like, well, she doesn't have her ID. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, she doesn't have her ID. And like, do we let her in? I was like, oh, my God. And they were like, well, uh, I mean, she's got to have her ID. They're like, yeah, but it's Doja Cat. Like, we know who it is. We don't need the ID, but we need the ID, you know? And, um, uh, yeah, they let her in. I was like, all right, good for her. And I think she walked up the stairs to the belly room, and they're like, the Illuminati sent me. I'm recruiting. (laughs) So we've got, (laughs) I think Caroline Ray has been recruited. Uh, Marilyn Rice Cub has definitely been recruited. Um, it's a weird thing that we have an, our club is 21 and over because there's like a fine line between, hey, we could get some cool people in here that aren't 21 and we become Saddle Ranch where it's just 18-year-olds going wild. Oh, yeah. But also think about the eight-year-old girl. Would she be able to get in here? If she has an ID, yeah. Will, will, will she? Bullshit. Will no. Like, will it look like a real ID? Will you, will you look at her and be like, there's no way this is real? Yes, but technically, she would need a birth certificate. She would need her ID. <laughs> she would need probably at least two witnesses. <laughs> to say. Her mother and father. <laughs> That's so annoying. She's like, I just want to laugh. Yeah. It's like, get out of here, shrimp. There was, a, there was a musician that wanted to come here that I have a, uh, a, a connection to, and, and we, I had to tell her no, and she's like the big, one of the biggest names in music right now. <gasps> Who? Olivia Rodrigo. She came here? No, she wanted. So I know someone who works with her, who and she wanted to come here, and I had to be like, if she's eighteen years old, she can't come in, and no, it sucks because it would have been huge. I I checked with I checked with all the higher ups above me, and they said no. Good for you. This is a Richie problem. Richie said no. Good for you. Yeah. that's that's also an Olivia Rodrigo song. Yeah, is it? Okay. You're you're just doing your job. Well, I just I. I I can't have the club shut down because Olivia Rodrigo, yeah. like all that history. Yeah. If I give you the cup, you know, yeah. 
I can keep up with the kids. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. Uh, if you're a celebrity and you're in the Illuminati, you still need to show your ID. So there's that. So I thought this story was pretty funny. There wasn't really any more looks to say. Oh, also, wait, hold on. This was breaking news. Kylie Jenner uh, finally named her baby. I know, we can relax. There was a moment. Remember, she named her she named her kid Wolf. And then she's like, JK, I'm going to change it to something else. And, every, and like, you know, all the people who give a shit about them were like, tell us, please, queen, we can't sleep. What's your baby's name? And then over the weekend, she said, my baby's name is Air, A-I-R-E. And everyone was like, oh, that's a nice name. That's a really, really nice name. However, the Arabic community took to social media and was like, you know what? You know what your baby's name is in Arabic? You know what it means? It means my penis. Ere, which means my penis. So we have a child walking around named my penis Webster. <laughs> Just out in the wild. Now, I don't know if this is going to like get back to her or whatever, but I think it, I mean, my name is Justin, which means just. What's, what yours is John? What, what does John mean? Do you know what the meaning of your name means? No, toilet? I don't know. <laughs> no, it, it's probably like righteous or kingly. I or... mean, I could tell you, John, name meaning. I could Google it right now. It's probably not going to be great. What? I really hope toilet pops up. Yeah, baby name meaning is a boy's name of Hebrew origin, meaning God is gracious or gift of Jehovah. Gift of Jehovah. I'm Who going knew? with that. I'm going with that. Yeah. yeah. John, gift of Jehovah. Ere, my penis, which is also the name of Fergie's newest single coming out sometime in the near future. Uh, this, okay, this, I'm going to end with this because I just think it's kind of funny. Now, there was a, a, an article that came out not too long ago coming out of Canada. Our uh, quiet neighbors to the north that said that they are recommending that people drink only two drinks per week and of course everyone was like how dare you don't tell us what to do and they're like no trust us because you know alcohol is bad as someone who is in week three of sober january i love water <sighs> um can't get enough of it i don't need wine or tequila no i'm fine uh, they just said, hey, you know what? If you cut down to two drinks a week, you're probably going to live longer. You don't have to get injected with mice gasoline. You're going to probably be okay. You know, live a long, healthy life. Same story, but also coming out of Canada. This, okay, this, we're going to limit our drinks to two a week. And then the next day, this story came out about a Canadian woman... <laughs> I just got to read the story. I'm not even going to like read the headline. Just go down to the story. Here we go. A Canadian woman drunkenly drove her car into a house. Sure. You know, that's bad, but can it get worse? Oh, yeah. It led to an explosion that cost $10 million in damage. Now the woman is suing the concert venue that served her the alcohol. She's claiming that the owners are responsible for her drunken mishap. Uh, the CBC reported that the explosion happened when Daniela Lace left a Marilyn Manson concert. Oh, God. 
at the Budweiser Gardens Arena in London, Ontario. She left the show drunk, drove the wrong way on Queens Avenue, and finally crashed her car into a home on a different street, uh, severing the house's gas line. There were no deaths, but the explosion destroyed four houses and injured seven people. She pled guilty to four counts of impaired driving and was sentenced to three years in prison back in 2021. Her and her father then filed a lawsuit against Ovation's Ontario Food Services, the company that was responsible for serving alcohol the night of the concert. They claimed that the staffers ejected her from the venue while failing to take steps to ensure she would not drive home, as per the legal documents. She then claimed that the company continued to serve her alcohol despite being aware that she was intoxicated. Okay. She also accused Ovations of putting profit above safety and that the damage the explosion dealt was caused or contributed to by the negligence, breach of duty, breach of contract by the bar. So the claim also wrote that if she and her father end up being required to pay any amount, then they are, quote, entitled to contribution and indemnity from the defendant. Okay. Zero responsibility. That's the world we live in now. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of lame. I did have, um, I did a cameo, (laughs) which I'm on, you guys, um, where I had a woman reach out to me over the weekend, and she was like, um... My friend was the drunk woman that was kicked out of your Dallas show. Um, and it's her birthday. Can you give her a cameo? And I thought that was really funny. And I remember that. I remember that very well. But this woman who got kicked out apparently was the designated driver. And she was also the uh, person who told everybody else, like, guys, we're going to keep it cool tonight. We're not going crazy. <laughs> and then she was the one who was like, full clicker. And got escorted out of the venue. So I think that's kind of amazing. I think, here's the thing. I love that they point the blame and being like, they kept serving me alcohol. Oh, you mean to tell me you weren't at the bar? Like, just shut up. Just give me another one. Come on, it's fine. It's fine. Come on, come on, come on. They were like, oh, just keep giving her alcohol. But $10 million worth of damage. I mean, I've done some drunk things in my life, but I have not blown up four homes. <laughs> and that's it. It's Yet. Like, the year is young. Like, take some responsibility. I mean, just when you think it can't get worse, okay, A, she's getting in her car, B, driving the wrong way, <laughs> crashing into a house that luckily no one was in, then breaking a gas line, blowing up four other homes... And then being like, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> like, what? I mean, this is exactly, this, this started with McDonald's. Do you remember the woman who, bur- who burnt herself because she didn't realize Yes, you're right. Was hot? Yeah, coffee lap. Coffee's hot? Mind blown. Like, what what'd you expect it to be? You knocked it on yourself. Is that, the, and she won. She won yeah. the lawsuit. Well, to be fair, I think the lid was not on. And that coffee is also the temperature of the sun. Yes, but you also shouldn't knock it over. Like, you knocked it onto yourself. Everybody else that got coffee that day, not a problem. Well, I knocked over my Perrier before we started. You should sue them, because now our carpet's ruined. You're right, John. I will. I own Perrier. (laughs) 
it wasn't my fault. There was a table there and I got nervous. Anyways. All right. And now it's time for our very special guest of the week here on Just Saying. Um, the moment, the reason we are all listening today, I have the voice of the icon, the legend herself, Megan. Jenna Davis is here. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm so good. Perfect. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. First of all, like hearing you talk is <laughs> tripping me out. Really? <laughs> I mean, in a good way. Some people say I sound like her. Some people say I don't. Uh huh. I hear it in some. Sometimes you hear it. Do sometimes. you hear it? That's the big question. I hear. I mean, when you when you started talking, I was like, there she is. Yeah. Like, there but she is. I mean, what a what a ride! I just. I mean, over the weekend, Megan grossed over $100 million in the box office. It was also parodied on SNL, which I knew it was going to happen. Did you see the sketch about Megan? I did. What did you think? It was hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, this is on SNL right now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Allison was on, Allison Williams was on the Drew Barrymore show. Drew Mm -hmm. Barrymore dressed up like her. Like, how did you ever think that this was going to be as big as a phenomenon as it was or as it is no no i auditioned for the role in my closet <laughs> i knew it was for megan and i was auditioning for megan never in my wildest dreams would i imagine it's become what it has become yeah because i remember seeing the trailer i think we might have actually been taping an episode really? of, of this when the trailer came out and everyone myself included was like what <laughs> but also Yes. Like, <laughs> we don't know we need this, but maybe we maybe do. <laughs> and then I went and saw it a couple weeks ago with my friends, and I didn't know there was like an underground community of Megan fanatics. We, I was actually walking with my, gr- uh, with my group of friends. We went and saw it, and another group of people were walking by, and we looked at each other, and we went, Megan? And, we all, and they responded with, Megan. And that's the whole conversation we had. Wow. And it was packed. And Nicole Kidman came on the screen for the AMC commercial. Oh, and okay. We were in from the get go. Yes. And then just the, the beginning sequence of the show, uh, of the movie, was just, we were in for the entire ride. And it was amazing. So, oh, good. You're from Texas, from mm-hmm. Plano. I am from Texas as well. So I'm just so glad you're here. But wh- how. Did this come about? Like, I feel like, how did you get the role? How did you audition for it? Like, what was the process for you? Yeah, so I received the audition. Saw it was for Megan. I was auditioning for Megan. I had very little detail about it, but I didn't know that she was an AI. Mm -hmm. And when I received the role, I thought, okay, how can I make myself stand out? Mm Because when I do auditions, I always want to make sure I make a strong choice, whether casting we either like or not like. And in my case, they liked this one, so woohoo! Yeah. But... I wanted to make her different than any other AI before. Because when you think of a standard AI, you think of somebody that's incredibly monotone. Uh-huh. And I wanted to make Megan different. I want her to be a AI with personality and sass and flair and fun. Because if you were to watch a robot for an hour straight that's just talking like Siri or Google Home or Alexa, you'd be bored. I've seen comics like that, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to add a little flair to her, and that's where I made my first choice and I auditioned for the role in my closet. Didn't think anything of it. A few days later, I heard back and they wanted more. So they sent me more of the script. I read more of the script. And then after that, it was singing. So they asked me to sing and I sang. And then I was very confused because it's an AI that sings. So yeah, I was very, very confused, but I'm a singer and any project that I can incorporate my two biggest passions, I am down for. So that was a blast. And then... 
Yeah, from there I got a session with the director. I thought I was against probably a few other girls, so I had no clue. And at the end of the session, uh, Mr. Gerard said, are you ready? And I was so confused. Like gave you the part right there? He was saying, Jenna, are you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready, but what do you mean? And he said, you know you got the part, right? Best Zoom of my entire life. Of course. I never expected that because I didn't know. I thought I would probably get off the Zoom, maybe hear back in a few days or so. Or maybe not at all. Or maybe never again. Yeah. That's this industry, right? So yeah. it was the best Zoom of my life, and I never, ever imagined that it would be where it is today. Did you ever find out how many people you were up against? Or? No. No, that's best. I never knew. You don't want to. No. No. And then, so... You did. Did you record everything from your closet? Did you get out of the closet, no pun intended, <laughs> and get into a studio? Did you ever go on set? Or yes. Yeah, so my whole audition process was on my phone. I started off in my closet. <laughs> then I was recording music in Nashville. So I did an audition while I was there in my hotel room, and all my auditions were on my phone. And then when I booked the role, then I started going into the studio and on the lot and obviously recording there with a professional mic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was it. That is so wild. And I remember, like, did you think to yourself, because when the trailer did release, it went all over TikTok. Yes. I mean, you've got, what, like 2 million followers on Instagram yes. and sing as well. <laughs> so I'm sure the singing wasn't hard for you. No. They were like, oh, I got a song. Let's go. Yeah, let's do but, it. But, like, I remember the scene of the, the Megan dancing. That's kind of where it all kind of began, where everyone was like, what is this? Did you start? And you couldn't say anything, right? Didn't you? No. Even after the trailer came out, I could mention that I was the voice, but it was still very quiet because we wanted to keep an element of the film mysterious. Yeah. And questionable. And how is this possible? So as an actor, of course, I want to spread the word, but I did have to keep it quite confidential and for the majority of the time that I was recording actually for the majority of the time that I was recording I told no one oh I would have been like I've got something to say (laughs) (laughs) but I can't talk about it it wasn't until October until actually the day the trailer released that I was able to share it with people and send it their way and Say, guess what? That's so weird. Did you have any friends who were like, I know that voice. Is that you? Some people didn't realize that it was me until after they watched the full length of the trailer and then looked it up. Mm -hmm. So that was quite comical. But they said, your voice sounded very familiar. And now they're saying it all makes sense. It all makes sense. (laughs) Now, in the the movie, I mean, one of the, the... Best moments of the film, definitely the biggest reaction was when Megan sang Titanium (laughs) by Sia. Yes. And everyone just lost it in the theaters. Um, uh, And now that song is available on social media, (laughs) which is wild to me. Has Sia reached out to you at all to give her (sighs) two cents on it? or In my dreams. Really? Nothing yet, but (sighs) you never know, right? Sia. I'm hopeful, Sia, if you're listening. I mean, she is <laughs> definitely listening to this podcast. <laughs> I, I I, was wondering. I was like, wow. Well, if I was Sia, I would reach out and be like, that was a great job. Because I thought, Thank what a you. great song to like play in that. It fits um, so well, but also so weird at the same time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? You're like, you're covering a, an amazing, like, legendary vocalist and you're and you would think i would think if it were beyonce i think beyonce would have called you i don't know call me a critic Mm. but now how do you feel about 
joining the ranks of classic horror uh, dolls. Sure. I mean, you've got Annabelle, Chucky. Who's the Who's the weird little doll boy? You know what I'm talking about? Is it the he him or no? It's called the boy. The boy, right? Yeah. I mean, what else are there? There's is there any other dolls? I don't know. How do you feel being now a, a, a part of that? I feel, I think, three words. Grateful, surreal, and excited. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't realize prior to the film how passionate horror culture was. Mm-hmm. And when the trailer released, my mind went, oh, my goodness. I hope they enjoy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they seem to be very strict and picky, and I'm thrilled that they have accepted her and have labeled her as someone iconic. It's more than I could ever ask for, truly. Because it was very nerve-wracking. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because it's behind huge names. If you think about James Wan and Jason Blum and these Allison Williams alone, and it's very fearful, but I feel relieved that people enjoy it. Yeah. Have accepted her and have... Labeled her so greatly has been such a relief, too. Uh, yeah. It excites me. But it's scary. It was, for sure. I think, and also, I think you were in good hands with those people. Absolutely, so that's I a, was. A, that was yes. reassuring, for I sure. I mean, they're going to make sure the movie's going to be exciting epic. and Absolutely. epic, for sure. Um, and she's just one of those characters that uh, I feel, like, obviously, in the SNL sketch, it was, you know, Megan at a gay bar. And and uh, I just thought it's it's universally appreciated. You know, the straights lover, the gays lover, everything in between. Yeah. And why do you think? Why do you think? Uh, do you, why do you think that Megan is such a gay icon for people? I think she fits so well in the generation. Mm-hmm. She really does. She has her sass. She has her flair. She has her personality. But she also has an Instagram, a TikTok. She. Loves saying slay. She loves having her <laughs> fun little quotes that she can throw in there. And she also turns so quickly. And I think that's so fun for people to watch of any age, mm-hmm. of any generation, is that she flips the switch a lot. And that's what I used a lot in the film is that she can be so bubbly, but she can turn on you like no other. <laughs> and She's I, like a gay person. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so fun to see how her personality can relate to other people as well, but also be appreciated. And also a lot of people are on her side. Yeah. Which I think is part of the beauty of the film is that she is very much a villain, but a lot of people are attracted to her and want their own Megan. Yeah. I I identify as a Megan for sure. (laughs) I feel like, especially like you have, you know, you have your your best friends, your gay best friends, whatever. Yeah. And they're always going to be there for you. But do you have a Megan? I need a Megan. I have a lot of like Ambers and Ashleys, but I need I need some Megans, you know, because I do feel like that. It's like they've got your back. But the minute you cross them, that friend comes in and is like, look, take Wait a, a seat. Minute. Yeah, exactly. I mean, granted, without a sword or kick ass choreography. Mm-hmm. But um, you said you said that Megan is the villain. Do you think that maybe she's just misunderstood? See, I think that's the whole debate of the film. Mm-hmm. And as the role of Megan, I am biased to say that I think she is misunderstood, right? Mm-hmm. Because she does everything she was programmed to protect at all costs, period. Well, She's just doing her job. <laughs> See, that's the de- fun debate of the film is, is she doing her job? Is she a villain? I mean, obviously murdering somebody in any cost is obviously totally wrong, but... The film has that <laughs> element where you question her motives and you question what she does. And 
especially with the boy in the film. Was that her fault? Was it not her fault? Uh, with the ear? Yeah. The, yeah. Was that him rolling down the hill, getting hit by the car? Was that her fault? I mean, in your opinion, was it her fault? I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> um, now, they just uh, said that they're going to be doing Megan 2. And so clearly you will be the voice of that as well. <laughs> and I mean, is there, uh, I mean, I'm not going to give away the ending of the film, but I mean, is there anything that you could like tell us maybe or probably not? I have to be like the classic Hollywood phrases. I, I can't to, talk I can't, about it. I can't talk about it. Is it, is the script done or is it like they're still writing it? See again, I huh? can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. There is no script there. We don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's a two? What? Now, you... It's in the works. Um, <laughs> now, is there... How do you feel about um, the whole promotion of the film? Was that a little trippy, seeing, like, all of these girls dressed up like Megan at baseball games? Sure. <laughs> like, going on TV and all that stuff? Like, I think they did an epic job of marketing for... Sure. I mean, she was everywhere, whether it was social media or Snapchat filters or just, as you said, bringing the dolls alone. So I think that definitely helped the film, absolutely, mm -hmm. because social media is so powerful and Megan took advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. She is social media. At she this is. She can I mean, she hack her way Instagram. into it. She already has over 100K. Like, this girl's growing faster than... Anybody else right now? <laughs> she can't be stopped. I mean, I'm already predicting it. It's going to be Wednesday Adams and Megan for Halloween. I I would hope so. Do you dress up as Megan for Halloween? That's or is debate. that a little basic? See, I don't know if I want to be cocky, right? Or is that labeled cocky or am I just living? No. I'm just living the life. No, I think you do it and just hold your head high. <laughs> and you look at all these other Megans and go, Mm. Mm, can you do the voice? Mm. You're not her. <laughs> is, that, is that a Megan? No. <laughs> um, now, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's... Um, I want to play a game called Rate the Robot. Ooh. Um, and right. what, are your, what are your thoughts on other Hollywood robots? See, I'm not a fan of demonic stuff. And a well, lot of these dolls are possessed. And Megan's not possessed. No, she's not. She's just... A little psycho. Yeah. I agree. You know Ava Max's song, Sweet But Psycho? Yeah. I love Ava Max. I love Ava Max. She's good. Sweet But Psycho, I think, is the definition of Megan. Can that be the next song in the sequel? Honestly, I'd be down. I also mentioned something like a Britney Spears moment could be pretty legendary. Like what, what song? Stronger? Knows? I mean, maybe. Yeah, and I feel like... Britney Spears is kind of Megan adjacent at this point. <laughs> I mean, they're both performers. We could see Megan come out on the stage. But Megan can perform outside of her kitchen. So I think that's a plus. Um, how do you feel about C-3PO and R2-D2? Uh, I mean... Not a big Star Wars buff? I enjoy... I think R2-D2 is... He's so cute. Yeah. He's really or BB-8. Yeah, I think they're cuties. Okay, so Megan would be friends with them. I think so. They're <laughs> sweethearts. Wally. Maybe if she'd... <gasps> I feel like she'd get annoyed with him. <laughs> In all honesty. 
Why? As much as Jenna would love to have a little Wally, I think Megan would rip his head off in a second. <laughs> I really think she would. I really think she would. Why? Because he's just picking up picking up stuff the whole day or what? I think he's too nice for her. He's too nice, but he'd get the job done. He would, but she gets the job done herself. But, I mean, doesn't Megan need a good, like, cleanup crew? Maybe. Yeah, she's like... Wally, get in there. Wally! Like, everyone's like, oh, Wally would never, like, dispose of a body. It's Wally. I mean, Wally. maybe if Wally had a little bit of a dark side that we don't know about, she'd be more accepting. hmm But I feel as though Megan has a lot of depth. Yeah. She searches for people who have depth. What about Terminator? Ooh. Potentially. Yeah. Father figure, maybe. Potentially. I would love to see who Megan dates in the future. Love to see her love life. Love to see her up on Tinder. Yeah. That'd be a fun little moment. I <laughs> next, the next guys thing would is be terrified. Megan, actually, they wouldn't. Yeah, if if Megan was on Tinder, I'm sure somebody has a Megan Tinder profile. I would love to see it. I'm I'm sure you can just Google it, I'd love and to it'll see her little hand up. swipe left or swipe right. That I'd would be. To, funny. I would love to know her type. If she has a type, she might not. How does um, how does Megan feel about? I mean, I feel like this is a a classic Hollywood feud. I mean. Uh, you've had Joan Crawford and and Betty Davis, um, try, Jennifer Lopez and Mariah Carey. I think Megan and Alexa have uh, a, a butt a heads. Feud. A little bit of a feud. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though Megan's very competitive. Mm-hmm. And she might have feuds with a lot more villains than we think. But can she take them? I think she could. I think also Alexa's a little lazy. And Does she have arms or legs? No. No, but, and she also just works does when... Does she dance? She does not. Mm. But I've also asked Alexa for compliments, and they're just kind of like, really? That's it? It'll be like, hi, Alexa, tell me I'm handsome. And she'll be like, you can think that. And I'm like, oh. She seems like a backhanded friend. She is a backhanded friend. You know those backhanded compliments that you accept at first, and then you think about it five seconds later, and you realize, oh... That was not a compliment. Not a compliment. And I'll be like, hey, play music for me. And then it'll play music and then it'll just stop. And I'm like, really? Or I'll say like, hey, set a reminder, da, 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 da. And Mm. and it just won't. Mm. So I don't know. And this watch, I have to like get it away from my body because it'll hear me. We'll just like start chiming in whenever it feels like it. Yeah, Siri's a little powerhouse. But not as much as Megan. Do you think the, uh, you think the, uh, the AI is getting a little out of control in the real world. Yeah, and I think why that is why the film brought awareness to it. Because it's something that could happen. Oh, yeah. Technology is so powerful, mm-hmm. and it's only improving faster and faster and faster. I mean, who knows? Siri might be listening to us right now. She probably is. She is. Oh, yeah. They're already, like, targeting ads on Instagram for me. Yeah, she's going to plan our attack because we think Megan's better than her. Yeah, do I need Sorry, a neck Siri. pillow to cook in the kitchen? Probably. Yeah. That's that's I'll buy it after this podcast. Anything. Anything on the Instagram. Now, before uh I wrap up with you, are you mm-hmm. you're can you give us a little like Megan, do you have a favorite line from the movie? My favorite line is I say it all the time. It's insane, right? <laughs> it's my favorite one from the film, just because it <laughs> emphasizes her bubbly side. I just love it. I think that's the one that I lost <laughs> lost it to. You lost it there? You just turned it over and went, it's insane, right? <laughs> so 
see, I wish I could, I could do like some robot voices. Let me see before I go. But see, mine are all kind of like, hello, how are you today? Like, it's really lame. Mm. I could do like, maybe if Megan needs like a friend, maybe I could be like Ashley. I could just be like, hey, mate. Wait. <laughs> hey, Megan. Want to go outside today? You have to add a bit more robot in there. A little what? More robot. Okay. So a little more like to the front. Sure, but it's also take the less emotion out of it. Okay, I'm getting notes. Okay. Yeah, it's less emotion. Hey, Megan, let's go outside. Oh, see? That was better. Hey, Megan, I'm going to make bad decisions tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Sounds more like Again! <laughs> Well, awesome. I'm so glad. I mean, is there anything you would like to plug besides the movie or anything? Oh, I mean, just myself, I guess. Jenna Davis everywhere. At Jenna Davis on Insta. YouTube's Jenna Davis. TikTok is It's Jenna Davis. But everything else, if you search up my name, you'll find me. I know. And I'm so glad you came out here. And I'm so excited for you. Like, Thank this you. is such a cool moment to Thank have. You. And I know you're you're getting out there and... You know, this is like you're a youngin, and I just love to see like a, a journey happen. And I love that it's being appreciated and accepted. And we cannot wait for the sequel. Thank so you. So we'll have much. to have you back when you when that comes out. Oh, I'm ready for it. Okay, good. All right, all right, everyone. Make sure to follow Jenna Davis wherever you are, and go check out Megan in theaters now. Now. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode. I'd like to thank Jenna Davis for stopping by the studio and talking to us about Megan. If you haven't seen it yet, please do yourselves a favor and go out and see it. It is so much fun. You're not going to be disappointed. Um, and as always, thank you for liking and subscribing and listening every week. Please make sure to rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time on Just Saying. I'm Justin Marndale. We'll see you next time. Bye.